Welcome back to All Around Mine with Primark. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawton. And in this podcast, we snoop around the homes of your favourite celebs. Before we do any snooping, George Lawton, oh, uh, no. I really need to share with everyone what you just told me. Yeah. Um, so right now, as we are recording this podcast, it is the day after England ha- has beaten Germany yeah. um, for the first time in their 55-year football rivalry. Um, and I said, George, where were you when England beat Germany? Um, George has, um, I want to say famously, just moved into his new place. Yeah. Doesn't have a TV yet. No. Nope. And your response was? Well, I was catching a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. I missed it all. 55 years in the making. And I was in the kitchen catching a mouse around my friend's place in Ballum. I love it. Yeah. I don't think anyone else... I mean, I, I want to ask people, what, did, were you catching mice? Did, did you miss England's first goal against Germany? Um, it's one of my favourite things. I think it also highlights that you potentially need to get yourself a TV now. I will get myself a TV. That's enough of hanging around uh, dodgy, sticky-floored Ballum establishments. We'll, um, we'll need to find out where our guest was when they were watching England beat Germany. We um, should. We should. Where were you? Not sharing uh, the time with any rodents, I take it? Uh, I was working oh. and then I heard everyone screaming from their balconies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, England has just scored. So and I did actually put the TV on and mm. I, put, I put it on mute and I saw the second goal and I was so buzzing. Um, I know, obviously, f- I'm Scottish, but I'm also half Scouse. My mum's a Scouser. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am I'm team England all the way now. Good, I good. I hope they win the Euros. Maybe by, if you're listening to this by now, they have won the Euros. <gasps> what an amazing. Could you imagine? That's exciting. We'll see if it happens. (laughs) Well, this week, joining us is a Radio 1 DJ, or to some, a Lego connoisseur. And he's set to be taking the reins on Radio 1 Live Lounge with his besties, Ricky and Charlie. I'm so excited for them, and I'm so happy he's here. It's Melvin O'Doom. Melvin O'Doom. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, guys? (laughs) Hello. I was just about to do a prediction of um, what your gaff is like, but Mm. shall we just get straight to your home tour and find out? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, welcome to my house. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start in the corridor. It's very uh, minimalist because my mum is a hoarder. She collects everything. So I said when I wanted to move out, I was would go the other way. So it's very clean. You've got kind of like stone floors, which are a light colour. Then you've got like a grey carpet. On the right side, you move into the front room. So you've got like a grey sofa, you've got a coffee table. It's very, this is like the room no one goes in. It's very pristine. Uh, the only reason I use this room is to do uh, my radio show remotely during the pandemic. So it's pandemic room for work. Generally, this room is untouched. It's very clean. No one ever comes in here. Uh, so the main room when you come to my house is probably the kitchen. It's like the communal area. So you've got like exposed brick, you've got a sofa, dining table, island, uh, bifold doors, you've got plants. Uh, this is like the party room. This is where everyone chills. Uh, I feel like I've got friends and family and stuff. So yeah, this, that's like actually my favorite room in the house. You've got like a little utility area, uh, a small toilet, and then it overlooks the garden. So let's go upstairs now. So steps. And then you come to my bedroom. This is where the magic happens. I've always wanted to say that. You've got a little ensuite there. That's nice. Um, and then my bed, obviously, and my wardrobes. Uh, then you've got like a small office. This is where I do like my DJing. And this is like 
the messy room. It's the Monica from Friends room, which means no one's really allowed in here either just because it's very messy. It's, in fact, let's not talk about it. So you've got a spare room, um, which is like for visitors and stuff. And it's just full of clothing and trainers that I never wear. Um, and then you've got the bathroom, which I call the Marmite room. Some people love it, some people hate it because the bath is has got like cowhide print on the side. When I first moved here, I hated it, but now it's kind of like a talking point and I rub it for good luck. Um, but yeah, you either like it or you don't. So yeah, that's the cowhide. If we go back downstairs, the icing on the cake and Another favorite part of my house is um, the small gym. My friend built a little gym in the back garden, which was amazing during lockdown. It's got like a, uh, a small like steam shower in there and gym equipment and stuff like that. And then you have the hot tub, which is super cheesy, but super Melvin O'Doom. So there you have it. That's my home. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin O'Doom. Welcome. What a bachelor pad. Oh, I mate. mean, I'm going to get straight to it. That <laughs> hot tub. I mean, what a way to round off that home tour. Uh, how often do you get in said hot tub? I never use it. You know what? It's one of those no. things. Yeah, yeah. Like, so when we decided to build the the small gym in the garden, um, my mate was like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And I was like, yeah, these are all great ideas. And then we were like, let's get a hot tub. And it's just one of those things you think is going to be a great <laughs> idea. But basically, <laughs> it's the worst and the biggest waste of money ever. Because it becomes like a science exam trying to like make sure the pH level's correct. You've got the right amount of chlorine in it. You've got to make sure it's the right temperature all the time. It's a nightmare. Aren't they quite noisy as well? Well, you can't, I can't really hear it from where okay. I sleep. But it's just, it also burns a lot of electricity. I don't really use it. I can't be bothered. Mm, I mean, excellent start. I do feel like you're the type of person that has quite plush carpets. I feel like you've got a good pile in that house. How do you know this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you been round before? Um, you know what? I was told it's not about the, the carpet itself. It's about the underlay. That's the secret to the bounce in a carpet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the carpet is only kind of from the steps up to the bedroom. Then in, in the bedrooms, it's like, wooden floors and stuff like that. Right. And in the kitchen, it's like tiles. Have you got different underlays across your carpets for different <laughs> functions? Or no, no. Sort of... There's only one underlay. It's, an, <laughs> it's a specific brand. They're called something like... Um, Something like Sky Clouds or something like that. It's, it's a certain brand. That's the first time we've had an underlay plug on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the, the, the name of it, but it's something to do with Sky or Clouds or something like that. Or Cloud Nine. I think it's called Cloud Nine. But I'm literally getting all the Strictly feels because haven't they got a sprung floor in like the Blackpool like hall? Haven't yes, they? you're right. It's, yeah. like, it's like a little trampoline. So you, you can know do that? your cha cha cha. Um, <laughs> I think it was an old. It's an old fashioned thing, isn't it, to have a sprung floor in a dance hall? So when everyone mm. used to do the like tea dances back in the day, because you know that's how obviously how people used to court one another before there was Tinder and Bumble and whatnot. And um, there were sprung <laughs> dance floors in around the country. Is that back in your day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, from hot tubs to another mm, tub. Cowhide bath. We need to talk about that. Is that something that actually gets used? <laughs> um, it does get used uh, from time to time. It's a mad one because it was here when I moved in. And so when yeah. I moved in, I was like, I don't really like this. And I was like, this is the first thing I'm going to change. 
And then as kind of like my mum and like friends and family came over, they were like, oh, this is quite interesting. And so like, I kind of fell in love with it after a while. But yeah, people either <laughs> love it or they hate it. Vegans hate it. So is the cowhide light on the bath itself? I'm, I'm struggling to actually picture what it looks like. <laughs> so yeah. Is it so like a know- panel or do you have like a roll top <laughs> bath and it's like the lining? What, I mean, yeah. It's not inside the bath, surely. <laughs> no, it's, it's the whole outside of the bath. So like the whole outer lining of the bath is is real cowhide is what well it is. I never it sounds <laughs> it sounds disgusting but it's not too bad Was and it's it? it's real real cowhide yeah it is yeah does it insulate the bath then is that the thinking behind it I think it's more of a design kind of okay. like feature than anything okay. else I don't think it provides more heat in any way you are um you are a man of first we've never had an underlay plug and we've also never had a cowhide bath either. No. I'd like to do things differently, guys. But um, I do like that you said you now use it for good luck. So do you, you rub it like the genie's lamp in Aladdin? Do yeah, you like, get I, three wishes or is there more? Is it I just feel like it gives you generic good luck. So I, oh, if I go past the bathroom, I give oh. it a little rub. Do you know what? I've, I've just moved into my new place and I think I've, I've found out what it's missing now. Yeah. And it's a cowhide bar. <laughs> it is. Um, so you've mentioned that you have quite a minimalist vibe, which is a bit of a rebellion mm. um, against your mum because you were saying your mum was a bit of a hoarder when you were younger. Um, but I mean, alongside that, you're also a Lego connoisseur. Uh, so how does that fit? How does that? Do you have much Lego in the house? Or is it all hidden away? There's there's quite a bit of Lego in the house, but when it comes to like Christmas, so once I've built a set and like played around with it, then I kind mm. of recycle it and give it to like a family member okay. so that they get to enjoy it as well. I've got like loads of kids in the family, like godchildren. I have a niece. I have uh, loads of little cousins and stuff. So once I've played yeah. with the set, then I give it to someone else, <laughs> which is the beauty of Lego is that it can be re-gifted to other people. Because, yeah, I can't imagine there being a, a Hogwarts castle on top of your granite workshop, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with I you. don't think if I brought, like, had a date and then she came to my house for the first time, it would be enticing to see all these kind of like Lego figurines around the whole house so yeah so someone told me that in the lego headquarters and you probably have you'll you'll be able to confirm this i reckon mm-hmm. have you been to lego headquarters in yeah i in went Berlin? for the first time to denmark last week actually to lego Did house you? oh, lego oh wow well, yeah. so you'll be able to confirm this Go apparently on. instead of having business cards their business cards are figurines of themselves and they have their number <sighs> and their email printed on the back of it Ooh, that's amazing that, mu- Did that you, might you be before that? my time so now you get these wristbands <laughs> And these okay. wristbands basically control different features around it. So if, let's say you go to a certain place where you built your own Ariel, then you can uh-huh. record like a little, almost a mini movie, and then you use your <gasps> wristband to basically save it. And when you go home, you can find it and stuff like that. They've got miniature That's robots amazing. in Lego House, which basically give you your food in the restaurant. They have no. a Lego no. archive, yeah, which shows you the history of Lego from when they used to make wooden toys to now. So if you went to like the year you were born, you could find the Lego set that was out at that time. They they have everything there. It's like a museum. And was this visit part of your um that your, your show that you present on uh, on Channel 4? So Lego Masters was like a competition that we did, which is like yeah, uh, basically people competing against each other, but it I was went so addictive a- that 
It was a lo- it was loads of fun. So we did two seasons of that, and then it went to America, then it went to Australia, it went to Denmark. Wow. I think they've got mm-hmm. a German version. But I went to Denmark for um, something called Lego Con, which is a convention. So <sighs> you speak to all the designers, you see all the brand new sets that are coming out, you get all the gossip. You do. We did like a a live build with the whole world, so you could basically send in the design, then it goes up on the wall in Lego House, and it's going to be there wow. forever, basically. So yeah, it was like <gasps> this massive Lego convention. Essentially, what is your most prized piece of Lego? Mm. What for me personally? Yeah, like whether is it like one that you've built? For me personally, it would have been the mini Melvin that I got. Yeah. Um, the judge from Lego Masters, a guy called Matthew Ashton, made me the mini Melvin. But the one that I've built, which is the most fun, was uh, Lego Mario. So there's like a new Mario set that's out, and they've made a miniature Mario that can basically read the scores. So each different block has like a barcode on it so if you land on it you can earn coins like you would on the video game and so it's like Unreal. that is mad Unreal. it's like another level it's another level and it is building stuff with lego sort of one of your go-to things for de-stressing relaxing ever ever done it in your cowhide bath maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should incorporate that all in the hot tub yeah actually use why it not once. yeah there's <laughs> loads of things i do to chill i i play with lego i love music like there's music or speakers in mm. every house in I'm sorry every room in the house um like Ariel will tell you like DJing is the best way to just chill and relax yeah. like I, I watched Ariel throughout lockdown like I got a vibe from you when I saw you behind the decks <laughs> and it made me just blow the dust off my decks and start DJing oh, myself really? yeah you're you when I watched you I was thinking you're having the time of your life and I think we were so used to playing in front of crowds and stuff that yeah. you never thought to to just get out and play for yourself it was it, that came from my mate because um she was having to homeschool and she's like I just need my kids to like blow off some steam they're not getting up pee they're not going like not they like missing out in this routine and I was like well so I'd been to this festival years ago where they did this, like, it was like a kid's rave. And these kids were, like, going wild because all the tunes were, like, 128 BPM, which is, like, really fast. And I was like, I might do a kid's kitchen rave. Like, would your kids like that? And she's like, they would love that. And so I started those kids' kitchen raves. And it was so nice because... It was just a tool for my mates to have a break from homeschooling, yeah. basically, and like like let their kids like blow off their energy before they have the dinner, they have the tea, and then they went to bed and they were knackered. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really fun. It just got to the point where basically my neighbours didn't find it acceptable that I was like banging out my <laughs> <laughs> at four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, they were understanding to a point, but after three months of it, they're like, okay, let's stop now. Um, but no, I did. I loved it. I was actually thinking... Um, I find that for me is uh, if I'm having a Sunday where I just kind of want to use my brain a little bit, but not too much energy, I'll just put my decks on and just mm. have a little vibe. It's my thing. And Melvin, what's your what's your deck setup like? Because I know Ariel's got hers covered in mirror balls, but I feel like your <laughs> might, vibe might be slightly different. Well, George, that's a great question. Mine is mess because that's the room that <laughs> n- no one uses. I I basically got like this table which I bought from like West End DJ. And then it's mm. everything's everywhere. I still got CDs. I've got like microphones, like in different places. It's just a mess. No one goes is allowed in that room, man. Is but that my, the Monica room? That is the, the Monica room. The pandemic room. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's allowed. But I do love my decks. Like it's a six setup. And I in last year in in quarantine, like I got 
a subwoofer like you know when you just bought loads of equipment for no reason that you're not gonna mm. use so i bought like a subwoofer i bought like some six speakers i updated the the mixer so it's a, it's an amazing setup but it just looks messy mm. <laughs> is this is this your mum's hoardiness coming That's, out in you yeah do you think? She, i mean you can't take her out yeah. yeah it's you know I what like if you go that. do you know any west in uh, sorry west african like mums go to no. their living room and it's literally, <laughs> you know, well, I'm going to invite you to my mum's house, right? She's going to make you some jollof rice and chicken. And you will see, there's literally pictures of every member of the family in the front Aww. room. Then she's got like weird stuff, like a picture frame with a water fountain in it, which you plug into the wall and then water kind of drips down it. No! Wait, it's like, and then like, because of my mum is basically like the tax man. And uh, so when I started actually making money, she was like, you need to buy me a brand new kitchen, please. So I bought her like this kitchen after I saved up for like years. And then she started asking for random things. So I was like, mum, why don't you actually get a a fridge that matches the rest of the kitchen. She's like, oh, that's a great idea, but I don't want to throw away uh, the one that I have. So she's basically got three kit. She's got three fridges in her house and she's got no! one of them. Yeah, she's got one of them in the dining room and she refuses to throw it away. I'm like, mum, it looks a state, but she's got, but we might go into lockdown again and it's a you good never to store extra food. She thinks like it's a bunker basically. So she's got like three fridges. So all the three fridges still work then? They all work. Yeah, they're all functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. And all have She sounds like there. a very practical lady. What you need to do is like, rather than doing a Lego Masters, now you need to do a Recycling Masters <laughs> and like, just in case, so like show her on the TV like what you can do with your stuff if you give it up or if you give it to charity or if you like manage to like do a recycling show and then she'll be inspired by that. Ariel, and that'll maybe, I, I've you know. tried every angle with my mum. There's, <laughs> there's no getting her to change her mind. She's very, very stubborn. There's, there's no... Maybe she should listen to this and listen to you guys. I feel like you're a man who always has a man to do help you out with something or to make something or to give you. So when you mentioned about your your carpets, you had all you want, an you had, a, guy. You had a, an underlay guy. Yeah. Um, you also had someone to make you a gym at home. <laughs> is this a product of lockdown, basically? That is Ariel. Yeah, I've got to say, you are really observant. You clock things hard. <laughs> That's so true. Like, so I've got a guy, a friend called Eddie's. I've known him since primary school. He's like my brother. And he is a property developer. And so he is my guy. If there's Always anything going on, having one of them, isn't it? trust me. And like, like the other day, my roof was leaking. Like I don't, I think my shower was leaking, so it was leaking into the kitchen. And he came, he sorted out the roof, he repainted it. Like literally, did it in like three days. And he's just oh. that guy. He's an amazing person. But I need him in my life. You need, you do need him in your life. He could probably do with yeah. the mice, like the mice as well. Like he's got your back. <laughs> I was just about to say, I bet you will help you with the mice. Yeah, he's 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 just good at everything. Um, but I always, I've got that saying that if I can't do some something, I know someone who can. So you're right. That's so ah. crazy that you said that. So break break down the gym for us because a lot of people, I like my lockdown gym, it, like it can, and I actually am quite proud I still use it. Is one eight k medicine ball, um, <laughs> and then I have a set of dumbbells, and then I have four lots of booty bands. Do you have any booty bands in your gym? <laughs> no, my booty's good. I'm African. It's already hedged, <laughs> so I don't really need to work on that. No, no it's, booty um, improvements required. I'm, I'm tr- <laughs> exactly. I'm always just kind of doing kind of free weight so I've got like loads of dumbbells I've got kettlebells I have a bench I have a rowing machine I have wow um, like a stepper where is this within the house or is it, is so it like you, the garage space it used to be a shed 
And then right. uh, Ed is basically made it into this L-shaped gym. So part of the L has the hot tub. The center of the L has the steam shower, and then the other side steam has shower. all the gym equipment. So it's like it was a it, in lockdown. It was just an amazing place. It felt like I had somewhere to go rather yeah. than being in, cooped up in the house all the time. So good that you've got that space. Do you have a, a garden then? Is this, is this I'm going to call it the the gym shed? Is, is this in a, your back garden? Yes. So yeah, I've got a little yes. garden in the back, and then there's like a tiny little patio. But I'm I am really bad for using my garden. I'm, I just kind of look at it. I'm not that guy who, <laughs> who you know some people sit in their garden and sunbathe and stuff. Oh, I, I, my yeah. tan's good, so I'm never in the garden. Have you uh, have you got a friend that can look after your garden for you as well? <laughs> I, I have a gardener who looks after the garden. Yeah, yeah, well, I pay a lot of money <laughs> to, and I wish I didn't have to. But he's just very good at it. I think you need to arrange a dinner party where you get your underlayman round, your steam shower fella, and, and your gardener, and you just. Uh, you know, you need a cook then. So would you? Yeah. Would you be the cook? Are you a good? Are you a good cook? I'm all right. I'll cook for you one yeah. day. Ariel. Yeah, yeah, I'll cook for you. Yeah, George and Ariel, come down. And I'll hook you up. Have you Lock. got? Have you got a wee penny for when you cook? <laughs> I do. I've got like a, a naked man penny. Yeah, which I bought. <laughs> of course you have. For comedic purposes. <laughs> Um, well, let's talk about clothes because um, you mentioned you've got a spare room that acts like a walk-in wardrobe, but by the sounds of it, it's just a room full of lots of spare clothes. Mm. I made it sound bigger than it is. It's not. It's, I don't have that much clothing in there. All it is is I've got a few trainers in a wardrobe to the left, but I don't know about you guys, but I've got a few pairs of trainers, but I only wear the same three. Like it's either yeah. Vans or Converse, all these Nikes right. that are all on rotation. But then I've, over the years, accumulated other trainers that I don't wear. So it's not like as as, as amazing as, as I made it sound. Uh, but yeah, I do have a room with a few trainers and shoes in there. That's definitely mm. the hoarding element yeah. there as well, isn't there? <laughs> well, as much as you try to be minimalist, <laughs> it creeps through. <laughs> do, you, do you know what it is? <laughs> I've been trying to get my sister to help me create an eBay account to sell stuff. Yeah. But I just yeah. can't. She's like, Melvin, you need to take photos and then write down yeah. like what mm-hmm. they are so then I can upload it and I just can't be bothered, which is why that room has become another mum's hoarding room. I get to the point of taking the pictures and I'm like, right, I'm going to sit and do it. Mm. And, I'm, I'm not, and I use Depop as just another one which you just, you can list it and it's there and you don't have to worry about bidding and auctioning yeah. and all that stuff. And it's really good because the, you just take a couple of pictures, you load it and you name your price. Mm. And people won't, but like with a bidding on eBay, you can have something end up going for like a pound. And you're like, well, that wasn't worth it, was it? Like right. that's that's actually cost me more an admin and like effort than the pound I've made back of profit. Mm. So um, you can name your price. And sometimes I've had things on there recently. I sold a dress that had been on there for two years and I sold it for 20 quid. No way. George, what do you use out of interest? Because I feel like I need to ask a dude because I feel like <laughs> girls can sell stuff really easily. But I want to ask a dude who is selling stuff successfully. Ah. To be honest with you, I... I, I use eBay occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, but not very frequently, just because I can't bear to get rid of stuff. And then when I am getting rid of stuff, I just can't be bothered with the whole packaging sending. things up, sending it over. I'd just rather give it to a charity shop, to be honest. No, but you That's sold fair. some lights. Where was that on? Gumtree? Oh, I did. On, no, it was on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I've, uh, we had um, Felicity really? Hayward recently, mm. and she was saying Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, it's a place to be. She's found some real gems. She loves collecting, like, <laughs> well, vintage Rod Stewart mirrors. <laughs> I mean, you and say that. But I've heard some horror stories about that place as well. Yeah. <gasps> no. Yeah. Yeah. My friend went to buy a Dyson hairdryer worth 300 pounds. Oh. 
and uh-huh. the, the person wasn't real, right? <gasps> so she'd paid like, I think she paid like via the bank account, lost the 300 pounds oh, no. and was like, no. don't worry, like I've lost it. I should have like been a bit more thorough with it. So she went back onto Facebook Marketplace to buy another another hairdryer. <laughs> Apparently it, it was again. the same person using a different no. name. So Come she on. lost 600 pounds. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes, yeah, six hundred pounds. Um, so, would you say I? I I feel like I can answer this question for you, but would you say you're a fashionable man? Because I feel like you mm, dress very well, Mel. very sharp. Um, you're too kind. Um, I think I used to be. I, I think I'm quite boring now. I think I stick to classic cuts, and I like. I was more like you, Ariel. Like you're really. You've got your own sense of style, and mm. no okay. one dresses like you. And I used to be like <laughs> that, um, but I don't. I think I'm boring now. I think I just get whatever people think's the fashionable thing to, to wear and keep it mm. really simple. You do always look really clean and sharp. And I feel like that <laughs> that image, that, that must take a while in the mornings to really sort of hone the, the you Melvin know is, George, aesthetic. I just don't have any hair, so there's nothing to maintain. <laughs> yeah, but you've got a lot go. down here, though. A yeah, bit the of situation. Yeah, I did a little shave for you guys today. Um, that's very kind of you. Um, but yeah, I just wear the same things over and over again, but I don't think anyone's noticed yet. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm that fashionable. I think someone like, I think I would say Tiny Temper is fashionable. Like Tiny mm. is a cool dude. Yeah. Or Andre 3000, he's a cool oh, dude. Yeah. Or Lenny he's Kravitz. Cool. For me, they are fashion. Even Grimmy, I think Nick Grimshaw always looks flipping yeah. sick. Mm. Like they're icons. You I'm... are impeccable with your taste. <laughs> you've, got some, you've got some great hats. Oh, thank and I've you. seen you, yeah. Mm. I love a fedora. <laughs> and rocking some Primark shades recently as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> are you a person yeah. that wears your shades indoors? Uh, no, those are for guys who go to Funky House Raves in Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you have touched on your family quite a lot and you're saying mm. Boxing Day for you and your house is huge. Is that is, is this the moment where everyone really congregates in the kitchen? You know that saying like, why is yes. it parties? Everyone always ends up in the kitchen. Is that where mm. the kitchen comes into full kind of glory? when the family are around for Boxing Day? Yes. So in my house, we've got two Boxing Days or two Christmas Days. So Christmas is like for my family. And so we see all our cousins. It's either at mum's house or my aunt's house in St Albans. So we all chill there. And then because of like, I see my friends as family as well, I have another mm-hmm. Christmas day on Boxing Day. So that's for like Aww. my mates from uni. That's from like my mates from school and they all have kids, they're all married. And then the they kids. all just come to mind. Everyone brings food, drinks, and then we have another Christmas day for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's Love basically that. where, where everyone congregates here yeah, in the kitchen. Well, I mean, I feel like we've got everything of Melvin O'Doom's house, haven't we? We've got all round everywhere. It we've feels got so pile. weird. You guys know so much about me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? This is basically just a smokescreen for us being like the nosy neighbour. Yeah. Like right. this is yeah. us. Like if we live next door to you, this is our way, like just through audio, getting as much as we can. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. So out of all these you've done, like whose mm-hmm. house blew you the way, blew you away the most? <gasps> Monroe Bergdorf's. Really? Right. Yeah, Monroe Bergdorf had, and I mean, it's very me, had an onyx disco ball <laughs> and a rose gold disco ball. And as someone who has quite a lot of disco balls in my flat, but they're only this bog standard silver, I was so envious. But um, it sounded like I'm quite, my tastes are quite like, I want my 
my place to look like a vintage pub, basically. I want to look mm. like, a, like a Victorian pub inside my house. Mm. And hers sounded as close to that as I've kind of got. Like There was like palm tree, like print yeah. stuff and everything's right. quite dark. And um, yeah, so I like, but it's, it's been varied. Like Scarlett mm. Moffat gave us a whole tour of her new gaff that she's literally building from scratch. And she, my, lo- she loved it because, I mean, she's literally been able to say from the, from the get-go exactly what she wanted yeah. in there. She's been able to construct everything with, she was obsessed with double doors. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite do you know what the best thing about this podcast is hearing people having the ambition of when they're like young kids yeah, and where yeah. they've come from and what they want to achieve in their home and then actually achieving it at like at their age and like just having those luxuries like a cowhide bath and a hot tub <laughs> in their garden so for, for me it's really been like the journey of everyone getting to those point in there at that point in there. also Felicity Hayward's collection of Rod Stewart mirrors sounds absolutely epic I don't Rod think Stewart I've ever mirrors. had yeah she has in a collection and she, this is where she was getting them all from Facebook marketplace so Amazing. that's where I got that from what we've really established is that your favourite um, houses are those that go for a sort of more maximalist aesthetic <laughs> area. I am the woman I love I love a car boot sale. I love finding like those things. Like one of my favorite things is a peacock chair that I, I found on Gumtree. The, the first year I moved to London and I couldn't afford to rent big spaces when I first moved to London. I was, I was in um, college and this peacock chair, I found it 40 quid in Walthamstow and I didn't even know where Walthamstow was when I moved to London. And I remember car- going up there and carting it back on the tube and this thing is about like, it's about 12 foot and it still sits in my flat and it's my pride of place, my little throne. And um, whenever I look after my pal's doggies, they always love sitting on that chair so, so it's amazing we always ask this question uh, towards the end of our podcast Melvin um, and it is what does home mean to mm. you that is a flipping great question um, but the, the the number one word is chill like yeah. as soon as yeah. I walk through my door it doesn't matter what day I've had but I just feel like so chill and like a, a weight has been lifted off my shoulders I, lo- I yeah. love my home like Deeply love, love it. Yeah. And it's for that reason and also because I feel like it's really brought my family together. My mum and dad yeah. didn't even speak before I moved here. They oh. weren't friends. And um, I, tell, I tell everyone this story. When I did Strictly Come Dancing, they were so proud of me being on the show that they came together for like a VT that Strictly did. And they became mates off the back of it. And now they talk like my mum will cook for my dad. My dad will drop my mum to the airport and stuff like that. And my sister always says like this home keeps the family together. So yeah, it's it's, it's, it's chilling, it's family. Like it, it, it makes me so happy when I walk through my door. Oh. oh, Melvin, thank you so much for letting us all come round. I'm tearing up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are always welcome. <laughs> we'll be hearing uh, you alongside Ricky and Charlie in the live lounge very Yay! soon as well. You must be very excited for that. We can't <gasps> wait, bro. I mean, come on, it's the what live lounge. It's historic. It's a, yeah. an iconic show. And I Big. get to do it with my best mates and play music and, and hear exclusive content from some of the, the most amazing artists from all over the world. Um, yeah. It's scary and it's exciting uh, mm. and a whole heap of other emotions, but we're just so blessed to be doing it, man. And yeah. and people like Ariel and everyone else at Radio One's just made us feel so welcome and so comfortable about it as well. Like the, the amount of love that we've got from everyone has been huge because if I'm honest with you, Everyone at Radio 1 is a sick broadcaster. There's no rubbish Mm. broadcasters at Radio 1. So when you hear people go, 
good luck and congrats and we can't wait to hear you that mean it does actually mean quite a lot yeah mm. i can't wait to hear it it's gonna be amazing when does it <sighs> all kick you. off you guys september September. September, new deep yeah. term. Get new it in term. your diary. Very exactly. exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Melvin. This has been lovely. I've loved coming round to yours. <laughs> so much fun. I wish I had my I wish I had my bare feet on that pile though. I'm still thinking about that spawn car. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to make a Pinterest board of your house now and just get all of the vibes together. Wicked. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, Melvin. Thank you guys. The coolest house on the block. Whose place are we going around next week, George? We're heading over to the home of comedian and TikTok star. Abby Clark. And if you enjoyed this episode, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts.